We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, come off a series win in new york feeling good right now good. uh it, it kind of feels it kind of feels like a loss you know with the silseth news but uh it's good for them to win a series it's huge um we, we just got to continue to move on and, and hope they just keep winning baseball games and like it, it it is what it is you're just trying to get through the end of the year right now yeah get through the end of the year as healthy as possible see what young talent you possibly have for next season let Trey Cabbage play. Um, let him do his thing on the offensive Kyron side. Kyron Paris should play. Like they should just bring Kyron Paris up and find out what he is. Like sure, sure. He, sure. I, I we don't need to see Andrew Velasquez play anymore. That's that's for sure. Oh, is is that your new Tucker Davidson? Yes. All right. So at the end of every podcast, I want you saying that's DFA yeah. Tucker or DFA Andrew Velasquez. It worked last time, so <laughs> it took took you a little while, but yes, it, yes, it did. So uh, before we get everything going here, guys, just want to thank you all so much for listening and watching this podcast. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you are watching us on YouTube. As well as, I mean, if you're listening to us anywhere else, don't don't forget to subscribe. Hit that uh, was it the bell on YouTube? Is that what it's called? You got to hit that yep. bell, get notified every single time that we drop a podcast. Um, looking into the very near future i know during the off season it's a lot of fun especially with the angels it's more fun i think for us because we get to get interview a lot of uh, a lot of fun players we had zach netto on last year we had ben joyce on last year amongst others um so starting to line up those interviews nate you're already smiling i know you enjoy talking to those guys um it's absolute blast so don't forget to stick with us and stay tuned for all that make it through the season and um i think uh we'll, we'll see what happens a lot of I'm going to have a weird feeling of this off season. We're going to have a lot of fun. And um... we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply exciting news you know that's 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 what i'm feeling about this offseason i don't know how it's going to go but um of course mention it angels take two of three in new york could have swept uh rafael ortega walked off in game three so technically the angels swept um since it was no you see what i did there rafael ortega congratulations to him by the way for continuing to play major league baseball you know like it's kind of cool. I know we talked about it off the record, but it's, it's kind of cool to see Rafi still still out there playing. But uh, don't really want to Good dive months. too much into it. Do you, do you have anything you want to talk about with yeah. this series? Like, do you need to break down that Chase Silseth play? No. What's going it, on? I, mean, yeah, I don't know what Logan O'Hoppy was doing. The, yeah, you got if, if that, that's, that's it. If that's one thing we're going to talk about about this series, because, I mean, I don't think anybody really wants to hear us talk about you know, Angels taking two or three. I mean, it's great, but, you know, looking out of the playoff picture, if there's going to be one thing we break down, yeah, I mean, it's going to be that play that, that Chase Silseth gets hit in the head by the Aaron, or not really an Aaron, um, probably actually was a pretty good throw. Yeah, probably would have got him. Base. Yeah, probably would have got him at third, um, Lindor there at third. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the what the Mets were doing. Um, missed the sign. Vogelbot, Vogelbot took it like he was – it was supposed to happen, so maybe Lindor just missed the sign. Um, and you know, McNeil just went there and, but yeah, Ohapi needs to, needs to throw to second base there. I would, I or would just think. run, just yeah, take the banana he, loop at, yeah. at, towards that way. Yeah. Yeah. Make, see if you can get Lindor over McNeil or something like that. I, I don't know, but yeah, you definitely like, that's probably the last thing you want to do is throw it to first. Like, I, I get why he did it because of the banana loop, but like at the same time, like you probably don't want to be throwing it there. But, but the banana loop means that there are less throws involved. Yeah. If you yeah. just like run at them less yourself, throws. then then there's only one guy who has to make a throw. This yeah. the way he did it. Somebody had to make a throw. Somebody had to make a catch. Somebody else had to make a throw. Somebody else had to make a catch. Like that's just way too many throws. So, yeah. yeah. Not on Chase Silseth. Chase Silseth, you know, was doing what he was supposed to do. His job is to get to a base and back up and to get in in the rundown if need be. And his priority is the is the lead runner there. So to, is he is his priority a lead runner or is he following yeah. the throw to first base and back? No, up? he 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 or probably he should have gone to third. Or is he supposed there's so many like this rundowns I hate. It depends it, it depends it, on, it, on how you coach it, but yeah. yeah. I would say like if, if you if you coach like follow the throw, a hoppy's because like a hoppy should have followed the throw. Yeah. Yeah. But like it, I don't know. It depends. I've I've seen it coached so many different ways on how like on fluke weird plays like that that I hated I hated running those plays in in college because I would just stand there and be like I, like this isn't gonna happen like we're we're, we're okay guys. It happens so, one time a year. 
yeah, it happens once a year. And it's like, well, we, if when it happens that one time, we need to make sure that we have it right. And the Angels didn't have it right. And Chase Hill said, isn't going on the IL yet. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, uh, that's good news. Yeah, good news. And even more good news. He was pitching really, really well. Um, I think we have a Chase Silseth question here, so I don't want to dive too much Change. into it. But um, let's let's dive into these questions. Got, took some took some Q&A from you guys. Got some good questions here. First one comes from Chuck and Duck underscore meat. The halo underscore homie. I uh, like that. So uh, he wants to know if anybody from the major league roster is, should play winter ball. Um, I can probably answer this pretty, pretty decently. You'll normally a lot of the times see guys playing winter ball that are young um, islands kids. They like to go back and play in, in like the Dominican winter league. Um, I know Mexico, Mexico plays in that they, they have the Caribbean series during the winter time yeah. as well. Um, you do get, you do get the occasional, um, guys from the U S going and playing there, but those are more of the guys that are looking for opportunities, you know, like looking to show that they still can play in the majors. So I don't think anybody who's on the angels roster, um, will do it. You probably see a guy like Luis or Nifo, maybe go play, um, a little bit of, of, you know, some type of, maybe, league. I don't yeah. know. I think he's gotten enough like PT yeah. to like, not, not necessarily worry about it, but yeah. I'm just trying to think there are definitely guys who there are definitely guys who need to do stuff this offseason to develop though. It's and I think that's kind of where the the question is is going. Like, yeah, the the winter league gives guys some some opportunities to play some more, but like that that's not necessarily what most of the angels need. Like the only guy who who you could say would be great to play some more uh, would be Anthony Rendon, just because he hasn't really played the last two years. Yeah, um, but I also wouldn't want him to get hurt playing winter ball. Yeah, he, he somehow he'd probably hurt his shoe. Yeah. It'd probably hurt, get hurt tying his shoe. But, um, yeah, th- there are definitely a lot of guys that need to t- need to do stuff this offseason and take the next step. Like Sandoval needs to do stuff. You know, there's one guy who I th- actually there is one guy on the big league roster that that should play winter ball, and it's Luis Suarez. And I'm not a big Luis Suarez guy, but Luis mm-hmm. Suarez needs to Jose play. Winter Suarez? Ball. Are you or Jose you- Suarez? Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I'm on a player, uh, and you uh, don't even know his name. Yeah, that that's how <laughs> that's how good he is. Don't even know his name. Um, <laughs> sorry, soccer player. Yeah. Um, no, but Jose yeah. Suarez is the guy who needs to go play winter ball. That's that's the answer. If if anybody needs to go play winter ball, it's Jose Suarez because he he hasn't pitched this year too much, and then when he has, it hasn't been good. So he he should go and work on some things and, and get better. But. Uh, there, there are a lot of guys who need to take that next step in Patrick Sandoval, uh, Chase Seth, Reed Detmers. Um, love to see Bachman take that next step. Like there, there are guys where it's like, well, Bach, Bachman might be one of those guys that goes and finds his place in winter ball somewhere. Really, yeah. Or like, game. honestly, like you would love to see Shanuel go play somewhere and, and just like, bro, I hope if you hit two twenty, I don't care, but see if you can hit 15 bumps. Like, see if you can hit ten bobs. I, it's fun, but that obviously those things aren't going to happen. But Jose Suarez is the guy to, to play winter ball if there's anyone. Yep, uh, great transition here. By the way, talking about um, some starters and Sandoval, Detmers, and Silseth. Uh, Diachoa wants to know what can we do to get Sandoval, Detmers, and Silseth to the next level? Shohei Otani becoming a free agent. They're probably more than likely going to the five man rotation. Need to solve the. He says needs some type of solid number two pitcher. So we can kind of break this down a little bit. Let's start with Silseth because he's probably our 
Yeah, I mean, Detmer is still set. Highest, no, I, I think Silseth has the highest upside to be like that top yeah. end starter. I really do. So um, we, we could start with Silseth. I think just for him, it's got to be consistency. We see it in spurts for him and he throws the ball well. And then he just has like a couple days where he doesn't throw the ball well. But to be fair to Silseth, they haven't given him a chance to be consistent. Because it's been, hey, you're the sixth guy. Oh, wait, we don't need the sixth guy for two weeks ago. The bullpen. Oh, wait, come back. We need this. Oh, now go here. Now go there. Like, it's hard to get into a role of being consistent if you're not given an opportunity to be consistent. So I think um, for him, it's going to be stamina. But like consistency, those those are the two things that are going to allow Silseth to take that next step. Is like, just get used to your role of pitching every fifth day. And be able to go deep into games because I mean, we've seen it. He, he's a good pitcher when he's on, he's tough to hit and he's going six innings, but like for him to take that next step to be that, you know, number two, maybe number one type of guy, he's got to be a guy who's like, give me the ball. I'll give it back to you in the ninth inning. Maybe if you're lucky. Yeah. I'll say, I'll add this on with still Seth. It's a, um, cons- I'll, I'll add consistency. Yes consistency late into games that's that's what differentiates Stamina. yeah that's that's what differentiates a guy um a starter you know like from being a really good starter like for all intents purposes sam bachman could be a starter but like is he going to be an effective starter or do you want to put him in the bullpen because well, he's going to be a better bullpen arm right he's, like he's 60 pitches deep but so seth can actually exactly. go 80 90 pitches before he's like but yeah. You, you would just like to see Silseth be that guy to be like, yeah. okay, I'm 80 pitches deep through five innings. Let me figure out a way to get through seven. Not yeah. just like, let me get through six. Like that's the difference I think between like an ace and a really good two and like a number four or five pitchers. Like, ah, I'm 80 pitches deep through four. I'm 80 pitches deep through five. And that four or five guys like, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to get outs. And then the ace is like, I'm trying to keep my pitch count down to get through eight. I don't even know if that's possible, but I'm going to figure it out. You know, like that's kind of how those guys think. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so Seth has that shot though. Yeah. And then the other two guys, I, I think we're probably on the same page here, but um, Reed Detmers, I don't think there's much that he needs to change. Ability is there. He just needs to learn how to pitch, right? Like early in the season, he was throwing, He he was, you know, just trying to throw as hard as he yeah, can. Just trying to throw the ball. And that that's that's great, you know, and that's you know teachable, teachable hundred percent. But like I it, as the season has gone on, I want to see I've been wanting to see him become a pitcher. And you know, we've seen that, I think, a little bit here and there. Um consistency again is a, is the same thing there. Um be a consistent pitcher, not a consistent thrower. If you want to be a consistent thrower, like let's let's put him in the bullpen, right? Like you can go throw 97. Um, he's not and, really a bullpen piece. I mean, I, I don't think so either. I think the ability is there to be a starter. Um, but if you want him to be a thrower, go throw him in the back, back of the bullpen, let him be your eighth inning, eighth inning guy and go shut games down. Like if that's the case, I don't think he should be, I'm just like throwing out a hypothetical yeah. starter, but like, if you want him to be a thrower, let him go throw a 97 with a gross slider in the back of the pen, um, and that loopy curveball. but th- there's more ability on the upside. Um, when it comes to Patrick Sandoval, it's not ability. It's, up here it's the head you know that's and that's one of the toughest things to teach is how to be mentally all there like you see him just kind of fall apart sometimes and it i hate pitchers that do that that pisses me off more than anything it's like buddy you're on top of the world right now you you are literally the the starting pitcher like you you are the you are the guy that's on the hill like 
you cannot do this. <laughs> and you, you, you see it a lot from some, from Patrick Sandoval. So I don't know if there is a lot you can do there with Patrick Sandoval. We know the abilities there. There's the ability to be a top 10 pitcher in the AL. Like he showed it last year. He was a really freaking good pitcher, but now he needs to stay out of his head. And I was, I was hoping this year with the pitch clock, it was going to help him out. Um, But it seems like it doesn't help him out. Like he just continues to spiral and spiral. Like, he doesn't clear his head at all. So that's, that's the number one thing for me is like, dude, get out of your head and just go pitch. Like I, I'm like, I, I, I would almost want him to be like, dude, just go throw, you know, like that's the first step. Like, I don't care. Like get out of your head, go throw the ball. Don't care what you don't. I, I, I don't care about anything else. Go throw the ball. Stop thinking about stuff. And then you get into pitching. I'll get into the Patrick Sandoval thing afterwards. Let's start with Reed Detmers. Reed. I think he's there. Like, I think he's got this stuff. I don't think he's the number one guy. Uh, probably not even a number two guy. He's he's a good three or a really good four. Like, that's that's where he's at. Um, and, and that's no knock on Reed Detmers. Reed Detmers is he's he honestly is a guy who who could finish the year you know twelve and eight with a three 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 five ERA, and you're going hey, that's a great number three number five and number four starter. So, um. Biggest thing with me for Detmers, and I think you said it, like, dude needs to figure out how to pitch. Like, I'm sick and tired of seeing him try to strike everyone out. And, you know, his pitch counts at 92 in the third inning because he's trying to get, you know, 15 strikeouts in four innings, which isn't even possible, but he's trying to do it somehow. I guess it is possible if you're going to drop third strike and everything. But anyway, that is the biggest thing with him. He just needs to learn how to pitch again. And he knows how to do it. I think that the guy's just got in his head and he got really slider happy. And um, that's why I think you've seen like the one step forward, two step back, one step forward, two step back with Detmers. It's like, he's kind of in his head of like, well, the guys are telling me to do this, but this is what's been successful for me. So he's going back and forth, but Patrick Sandoval. Um, okay. This is, this is going to be a tough one. I think you trade Patrick Sandoval. I don't think um, not worth it. I, I think his value is, is in a good spot where you trade him. Honestly, like, um, because teams are, are in the hunt for, for starting pitchers that are under contract. Like it's going to, there are going to be pitchers out there this off season, but like, are some of these teams going to want to dish out 25 million for, for some of these pitchers? I don't think so. So I think Patrick Sandoval is going to have immense value. You're going to look at a team like Baltimore or St. Louis that, that might be willing to give up a, a better prospect than you think, because they don't want to play the Aaron Nola game, or they don't want to play the Blake Snell game or, or whatever, especially knowing that Patrick Sandoval is younger than all those guys too. Um, the biggest thing for Patrick Sandoval to take that next step, that dude needs to spend the entire offseason with Brian Kane. Uh, Brian Kane, I actually took his class, fantastic class. If you, if you are a baseball player, uh, I, I suggest you, you do it. Uh, it's mental performance coaching. It is fantastic. It gives you a chance. That is the one thing that sucks about the pitch clock is it doesn't give you time to reset because right when you get the ball, you have to get back on and go. And yes, I talk about it all the time that tempo is a big thing and you've got to be able to get the ball and go. But like when things are spiraling out of control, pitchers used to be able to like step off, take a deep breath and like reset their minds and get going where it feels like with this pitch clock, you just kind of start the old snowball effect is the, is what we call it, where you just start rolling and it, it gets worse and worse and worse. And all of a sudden you're, yep. you're in this giant snowball. So that is the problem. I, I think Patrick Sandoval is a very good pitcher, but 
I don't know if he's taken the strides to get better when it comes to like mental performance. And I think it's a big, I think it's very important. We, we, I mean, you look at some of these teams, they have five, six mental performance coaches on a staff. They have like one on each, um, each team. So single A, double A, triple A and the big league squad. And then there's a guy who oversees all of them. So like teams find it important. But the problem is um, you got to get the player to buy in. And if Patrick Sandoval doesn't think it's important, then he's not going to buy in. But I think if he buys into that this year, like he has a shot to take that next step forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I like those answers there. So on to the next question here from Paulius. Uh, he says, looking at next year, uh, Yoshida was an impactful bat from Japan. Is there anybody else coming over? I already started doing some research for you, so I'll take this one. Yes. I'll let you take the next one. Um, there, there are a couple for sure. There's um, that absolutely. You have uh, Yoshinabo, I think is how you say his name, Yamamoto, uh, big righty there, absolutely crushing it out there. Um, one name that I like that a lot of people probably don't know about, um, he's getting a little bit older, but I've always, I've always wanted him to get posted. Is it's Mike, he is ja- uh, Japan's Mike Trout basically out there. Um, Tetsudo Yamada. Absolutely love the kid. Second baseman. Actually, he's probably not a kid anymore. Um, he's probably older than me, but absolutely love him. I think, you know, he for a while he was averaging 30 stolen bases and 30 home runs. Um, just absolutely crushed it out there. Second baseman. A lot of fun there. Um, and then you have some other arms for sure um, that we saw like in the WBC. Um, you're looking at a guy like, <laughs> I don't think he gets posted this year, but uh, <laughs> Roki Sasaki. Yep. Um, an absolute stud like that. I don't think he's posted this year, um, but, but you never know for sure. Um, and actually, honestly, like, and, and I'll let you answer this next question. Um, th- there's been a lot more really talented players coming over from Japan that are actually hitting. It felt like for a while there, um, like prior to Shohei Otani, it was like, well, there's this one guy, like he's pretty good, you know, and, and they would come over and it was like, oh, like that's, that's just, it's not playing, you know, it's, it's, it's not the same thing. You know, you were able to, you got the big leg kick and you'd, you know, obviously you get the, the change-ups, the sliders, the soft stuff away and you get those guys flailing out on a lot of balls. Um, and you still see Shohei Otani doing it. Shohei Otani obviously has made huge adjustments to major league pitching and he is freaking unbelievable. So, um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of really good talent. It just depends on if they get posted or not. Nate, did you did you have any other guys that you like? Yeah, I think you missed one guy who I think yeah. will get posted is Shota Imanga, the guy who started against Team USA for Japan. Uh 9193 touches 94, but like really good pitcher. Yeah. Doesn't walk a lot of guys, strikes out a lot of guys. He he pitched well against Team USA in the WBC. Mm-hmm. Um and then you look at some guys that could get posted kind of like, well. It, it, Murakami, Murakami, the the big lefty guy yeah. who uh, what what he hit like he hit like sixty homers a yeah. year ago, 50, 56 homers I, a year ago. I'm like, always more I'm always more in on the pitcher coming from oh, oh, of coming from you know of Japan, course, Korea, but, China rather than the hitter. I just don't think unless you make adjustments like Shohei Otani did, um, and you haven't seen a lot of guys make those adjustments like. Yoshida's like, done a pretty good job. Yoshida's, so far. Been, Yoshida's been pretty good so far. Yeah. Once yep. you figure him out, like what's the next adjustment? That's obviously what baseball is. Yep. Ichiro made adjustments. Hideki Matsui made adjustments, but like these are the big names. Shohei has made adjustments. Like mm-hmm. a lot of these guys don't aren't able to make adjustments. Like we saw um oh, Seiyo Suzuki hasn't even been that Seiyo good Suzuki's at making adjustments. Okay. Uh the kid down in um uh, down in San Diego has been pretty good too. I can't remember what it is. Oh Hasan Kim. 
outside camp has, has been probably and he was he struggled the first like two and a half yeah. three years and then yeah. all of a sudden the postseason he got hot and it's, it's all about good. adjustments it's it's all about adjustments and how how are you able to uh, uh adjust obviously that, that was a stupid quote by me there but put that on the t-shirt man but, um <laughs> good question there though but yeah. um it, it all comes down to who who gets posted when it comes to japan a lot of if yeah he got posted man Ugh. that would be so fun that guy that guy's that guy's legit and and you know like with the way that Shohei Otani has has re redone baseball in Japan, in a sense, like you know, Artie's going to want to bring in somebody else from Japan to try if, his best to if keep possible. some, yeah, if possible, to keep some of that fan base. <laughs> you know, hundred yeah. percent. If if Saki gets posted, I, I'd give him whatever he wants. Like that's the guy that I would go get. He would be, in my opinion, the lefty. The, no, no, Saki's the the little righty. The, the righty, yeah, that yeah, the, he's the kid funny. who throws ninety seven. He yeah. he was like the twenty three year old kid from Team yeah. Japan last year. But uh-huh. if that guy got posted, he becomes the number one pitcher on the market. Yeah, absolutely. And that's including absolutely. Shohei Otani because Shohei Otani's got two TJs. Yeah, you, you you give him. He's getting a lot of money for sure. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the next question. Like we can dream on that all day because I I, oh, yeah. I think the arms coming out of Japan are so so much fun. It's so stupid, man. It's so stupid. It's like the Cleveland Indians out in Japan, or like it, it really is like the Indians just develop Japan. Stupid job of developing. They do a great job. So, um, great question there. Uh, next question comes in from Invasion of the Mics. Um, very small sample size. And just answering one of those questions, by the way. And this is for you because I know you love talking Nolan Shanwell. Um, very small sample size, but would you let Nolan Shanwell run with the starting first base job next year? I think you have to. Um, I. I, I wouldn't have done it if if it was me personally because I don't think that the power was there. I think for for me, when you watch Shanuel in the minor leagues, you saw the numbers and things like that. It was like, yeah, the, the guy's got a really good eye. Uh, a yeah. lot of soft contact. Um, if, if you look at the numbers, like statistically speaking, because yeah. I know that soft contact probably isn't out there for a lot of people, but if you watched him, you know, yeah. like I know I sent you a lot of videos of, of uh, and I sent and I sent you one or two, and it was like, oh, here <laughs> it, was it goes like, again. A seeing a single, like, oh, yeah. he blooped one to left. A lot, like, a lot of conversations after after at bats from Shannon, like, I just don't know if there's power here, like, and, yeah. and not just with you, with other people too. So yeah, so I, but because you called him up and you've already got him here, I think that it's his job to lose. Like, I'm fine with bringing in competition for him, but I'm not bringing in a Cody Bellinger type of competition for him. I'm bringing in like a uh, Russell Brannion. That's a weird name, but it's somebody like that. Yeah, that guy doesn't. That guy doesn't play anymore. You know but, what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. like, like you bring in like a Dominic Smith competition for him. It's like you're like great Trey Cabbage. Like he should be cabbage. better than yeah. like Dom. Like he should be better than Dom Smith. But like that's the type of guy that you're bringing in where it's like, well, if Dom Smith just comes out and you know hits seven homers in spring and hits four hundred, like okay, then maybe it's his job. But like it should be Shanuel's job to to lose. Um, but my biggest thing is I would have left him in the minor leagues and said, Hey bud, let's see if you can hit six homers this month. Yeah. You hit one homer in professional baseball. And I thought it was a wind dated Homer, honestly. And I know you and I have talked about that, but so I didn't think he was necessarily ready when it came to the overall game. When you look at like his eye and, and his bat to ball skills, like he's, he's elite at that. But like for his size and everything, like I would have loved to see him just like spend the whole month of, of September. Like, Hey bud, let's see if he hit five, six home runs. And if, and if that's the case, then you're going into spring training, super excited. Like, 
wow, this guy could be something really special instead of like, okay, well, we hope he's Luis Arise, which is fine, but it is fine. But like, you're hoping that he's Luis Arise, and Luis Arise is saying 360 right now or something stupid like that. So he's probably not going to hit that high. He just, Luis Arise is the one guy who gets on base. Has a good average, but doesn't really hit bombs. So, like, that's the only guy I can really think of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what you're hoping he turns into. Like, that's the best, best case scenario. Where, like, the worst case scenario is Dom Smith. Yeah. What, regardless, what Chanwell is doing right now is stupid. Like, nothing oh, against absolutely. it. The fact that he was playing college baseball and Florida Atlantic is great and everything. Take down, obviously, you know, <laughs> from, you know, most the fact that he's at Major League. Non Power like, Five. Yeah, non-Power 5 conference. The fact that he's playing Major League Baseball right now, two months, two and a half months away from getting um, getting drafted and doing things is 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 impressive. Like that, yeah. nothing nothing against him. That it's, it's no, the- absolutely not. Like it's been it's so, been good. Like yeah. he gets on base. That's what you ask for, right? Like that that is that's like just get on base. Like that's that's what you ask for out of a leadoff guy. So, um, two more questions here for us. Um, this one comes from Halos on Halos. I'm going to modify this one here for you a little bit. Um, he says, imagine already sells the team, uh, cause it's definitely not happening. We'll see how that works. Um, what is the first thing you want to see from a new owner? It can be whatever, whatever you want. Like, and he said three th- things. I said, I one. saw three things. I, I really, I really had two that I was really liking. Okay. First thing I want, I want clean house, new GM, baseball, president of baseball ops. Uh, manager, like I think, if you came in and just did that, you would get a lot of people excited because it's like, wow, this team. Especially if you're going and getting a general manager, and this is what I would hope for out of it, you're going to get a GM. Actually, you're going to get a baseball ops guy who has been a GM before because that's the one thing the Angels have not done uh, lately is get a guy who has been a GM before. And I think there's a learning curve and and that's why it's taking guys longer. But so that would be the first thing. Second thing, I think you just get a new ballpark. I think it needs to happen. I think I I would love to see like the real attraction, like a a San Diego. And it's funny how many people, you know, playing baseball in Missouri, how many people have come up to me. I was like, Oh man, angel stadium. It's awesome. Like you have no idea how lucky you are to go there. And then they come out here and they go to Angel Stadium. It's like, oh, it's nice, but it wasn't as cool as I thought it was going to be. Like that's kind of the the way. And Angel Stadium's fine, but it's what fourth oldest ballpark in, in baseball right now, fifth oldest ballpark in baseball. Um, so like th- that would be something that would be really cool. Make it an attraction, like kind of like San Diego, where there's like places to go. You park and then you could walk like the entire ballpark and there's places to eat. There's places to go watch things there. You know, there's always something to do instead of like, well, after the game, yeah, you could walk across the street or something, but it's like, you're most likely driving to go get somewhere else, which is, which is fine. But those are the two things that I would love to see. Be fair. Already setting that up, but he he was trying. Another conversation. Yeah. I know. I I know he was. Yeah. Um, New uniforms is number one thing for me. Um, and then yeah, that one, that one, I, yeah. Yeah. New, new uniforms for me, nothing wrong with the angels uniforms now. Just, I want to see something. Different. It's just the same. Yeah. Um, if it was something that was historically good, you know, like you talk about Yankees, the Yankees, you talk, about the Cubs, you talk about the Cubs who haven't changed their uniforms and who knows how, I mean a little bit, but like you the still Yankees have the, pinstripes, the Yankee pinstripe, you have Boston who's kept 
relatively very similar yeah. uniform. They've changed it a little bit recently, though. Recently, yes. But you know what I'm saying? Like, Dodgers have had the same uniforms forever because it's a historic <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, Angels yeah. aren't as historic like I'd like to the see. The Angels are, like, trying to be historic, but they're not that historic. It's like, hey, we've been yeah. around since 61, but, like... Yeah, that's that's my that's always I think that's like my number one thing every all seen like oh, I'd be cool to see new uniforms. It was cool to see the uh, what is it the what the, the stadium no, the city connect. city connect. I just feel like it was a little too safe, but it was fine. Yeah, it's fine. So um, and then I want a I, I want a, a staff that has been there and done it before. Like like exactly what you said. Just yeah. just get get guys that have been there and done it before. Like Perry, fine. Like he, he he's done a fine job for being a rookie GM, basically. Billy, fine job for being a rookie GM. Jerry, fine job for being a rookie GM. But every time you shake your head, no, it's like they're rookie GMs. What do you expect out of them? Like how many times has a rookie GM? It'd be kind of really interesting to see because I don't know. We probably have to do some research. How many times has a rookie GM won World Series or stuck around for a long time, right? Like a, a lot of guys have been around. Cashman? Is Ca- oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I give you Cashman. <laughs> he hasn't won a World Series, has he? Oh yeah, did he win a World Series? Oh yeah, oh no, yeah, he's been around for like twenty five years. So yeah, easily. Yeah, I was, I'm thinking way before. I'm thinking way before that. I forgot the 2009 World Series that they won, yep. or whatever year it was. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that, that's you. Yeah, yeah, but like a- a- Alex Anthropolis, Anthropol- yeah, I can't say his last and, name. And, yeah, we have five minutes. I this is gonna this question. Do we do let's just do this question? Yeah, do it. I, I, this no, gonna, no, we can do it. We can do it quickly. No, I don't think it no, yeah, I don't no, think it's gonna is, take that long. Nate, this is an argument waiting to happen. I'm letting it's you know. Not gonna, We're gonna it, piss it's not off. an argument. Just just ask just come question. back, just come back for next Just time. ask the question. Otani base contract at ten for four hundred with yearly pitching incentives when healthy. Do you think he considers can I be the ass wipe and say that? Go say go that ahead and answer it. Okay. I think that he considers it. I'm not doing it though. That's I right. personally am not bringing Shohei Otani back, and everybody can hate me for it. But I'm not spending 400 million dollars for a guy who's on second Tommy John and only hits, and he's going to be above 30. Like I, for me, like sure, like that that a, a team that is in a spot to win, do it, you know, but. The Angels are not in a spot to win and not in a spot to give another $400 million contract or $300 million contract or whatever Shohei Otani gets. Angels are not in the spot to do that. Like if the Angels are in a spot next year where it was like Shohei Otani is going to make the Angels a World Series contender, then yes, that's fine. Go do it. Go give him all the money you want, you know, but Angels aren't there, you know, like it's fine. You know, you missed your two opportunities to trade him. Now you're taking the comp first pick. And you didn't win with him. You didn't win, you know, with him, Trout and Rendon. You couldn't figure out a way to win. It sucks. It is what it is. I'm letting him walk now at this point. I don't think he's back in Anaheim anyways, but um, sure. Like 10 for 400. I think he, I think he actually probably takes that, you know, I I don't think he's getting any more than that personally. Like, I think that everybody's blowing it out of proportion. Like as stupid as this sounds like, I think I think that people are blowing it way out of proportion. The fact that we're talking about a 500 even a 600 million dollar contract is absolutely insane. Um and and that It's really not that crazy though if you think about it. So here let me just stay with me here. So I, t- I, t- I told you this conversation was going to take too long. Go it's ahead. It's not going to take that long. All right. Trust me. So 
Shohei Otani thinks about it, but somebody offers him a better offer. Like, I think somebody offers him just a straight up, here it is, take it, and there. That's what what's going to happen. Uh, Fifty million dollars isn't crazy, right? How much does Max Scherzer make? Fifty million dollars for less. How year? much does Max Scherzer make for three years? He signed a three-year one fifty. Okay. We're not talking ten for one fifty okay. or ten for five hundred. Okay. I'm, I'm but, just but he but he still makes forty-three point nine million or something like that, yes. right? So, yes. so like it's it's not that crazy to think about, especially when you think like Judge is forty million. So that's ten extra million for for a guy who possibly can do two for a couple of years. I, I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not saying that. It, I'm just saying it's not crazy to think about. I, think I still think important. here's the deal. I think the Dodgers get him, and I think the Dodgers are the team that gives them the same exact deal that Trevor Bauer got, except for more money. It's going to be three years at 100 and 160 million, and it's going to be 170 million, and it's going to be a like super short deal. See if he can pitch. And if he can, great. He's 32 by the time the deal ends. Maybe he's turning 33. Um, and it's fine. But I think the Dodgers probably give him two offers where it's like, hey, we'll give you the the 10 years at, at 450 million, or we'll give you the you know three years at 170. And whatever one you want to take is fine with us, but that's where we're gonna be. Man, I I'm, I'm not saying I would, but like you could see the Dodgers using it to their advantage because they have so much young pitching. It would work out for them where the six man rotation wouldn't really hurt them. Or I could see the Dodgers just being like, you know what? He has two TJs. We're going to let him be an elite pen piece and he's going to DH and pitch out of the pen twice a week. So, someone's going to have to sell him on a way for him to pitch after Tommy John that might not include, include starting pitching yep. just because of what he's doing offensively this year too, yep. because if he, if he can do what he does offensively, like this is a different story. Cause like, like I said, this is why I want to talk about this on a different podcast, Nate, because this can be broken down a lot more. Cause Shohei Otani is like pretty unbelievable, but um we got it all. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about this all off season. I'm letting you know, I'm because sure. you know, the angels are going to be in the mix. Um, for Shohei Otani. So yeah. that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching uh, the Talking Halos podcast here on YouTube. Um, really do appreciate you. If you could go ahead and hit that subscribe button, you can follow us on all our social medias, Instagram, X, and Facebook. Uh, follow myself on X at Jared underscore Tim's, Nate at Nate 34 Guys, thank you so much. DFA, for- Andrew Velasquez, congrats uh, to El got it El in, got it in. All right, all right. And have a great rest of your day. <laughs>